Hey, it's V, back from square one. Regulated, life is still upside down. And as I've been experimenting through conventional and unconventional mental health, I'm reporting back. This time, with good news. Ready to rock, drop, and roll, <laughs> so don't get burnt. The divorce, the jail, the affairs, and my attempt to swing, I mean sing. Our lives will always be on fire, so why not raise the real rays and break the matrix? Maybe this is how it starts, as we unfuck ourselves. Let's find a way out. They don't care about you, so stop giving a fuck about them. The content of this podcast is for general purposes only, and it's not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition or disease or substitute for medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician, mental health professional, or any other qualified medical health provider with any questions you may have regarding your medical condition or treatment before starting or discontinuing treatment. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts or a crisis, please reach out immediately to the Suicide Prevention Line at 800-273-8255. Yeah, so um, I'm Carl. Um, I'm born in uh, Beirut, Lebanon. And uh, currently what I'm doing is I'm a transformational spiritual coach, uh, basically helping people to um, dig deeper inside and see what is causing them suffering, what is causing them pain, and helping them in liberating themselves from, from, from this. Uh, so that's more or less what I've uh, started to do a few, uh, a few months ago. Awesome. And so I hear you're from Canada? Yes. So um, I live in, in, um, in the province of uh, Quebec in, uh, in Canada. Yes. And so where does your story start? Um... It starts in my mom's uh, tummy, it's true, <laughs> because, um, you know, she, she experienced war um, when I was, when she was six months pregnant of me. So basically, um, it, I mean, I don't remember being in her tummy, obviously, but um, it's scientifically proven and it was intuitively real for me as well that I experienced what she was experiencing. So she was experiencing war for the first time of her life. Um, as an example, she, uh, they were living in the city at the time, my father and mom, and they were in the middle of, of uh, battle zone. And she would actually crawl on the floor and, and go to the washroom that way because she's afraid to being seen or who knows what happens. So if she was experiencing this for the first time um, with all the anxiety and all the fear and all that, so basically, if I'm, I'm, I'm uh, in her belly uh, at six months, uh, you know, uh, six months in uh, the pregnancy, you know, it's things that, that were going in my brain in the assimilation of what life is, um, you know, the first experience. So that's where my story starts. <laughs> how, how did you adjust those early years? You know, you came in here at the um, coming of age, you know, you were a preteen. You went into your teenage years, you know, dating American women or, or not American women, you're Canadian, but Western yeah, yeah. women. How yeah. was that? It was a total adjustment aside from dating, you know, but just that revolution of youth and leaving, you know, the war zone into something that is peaceful that perhaps may seem artificial to you. Um, no, it wasn't, but it was just, and I was talking to my uncle and it's, it's crazy because he used the exact same expression um, I use. It's like when, when I left Lebanon, it's like, you know, I was, a, uh, well, I was only 12. So I was like a small plant that had 
good roots in the ground and as if somebody just took me off with all the roots and said, well, now you're going to grow in this new soil. And I really felt that way deep inside. And my uncle, I never told him this, and I saw him a, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the war and all that because he was the first one to come to Canada. And he used the same expression. I never shared this with him. And I was like, yes, it's exactly how I felt. So, um, so that was that part. Now, so yeah, it was kind of artificial, meaning that um, it, uh, it was... It was just surreal. I mean, it's, it's so many new things. There's a sense of relief, obviously, because, um, you know, there there's no danger like there was in Lebanon. Uh, but I would say um, it's a lot of new things, and there's a cultural shock. Um, you know, so going to school and all that, I felt like an I mean, I already felt like an outsider even in Lebanon. How has that healing journey been for you? So the first... So I had a lot of questions, but they were not answered. And then life goes on. I, you know, I need, I want to play. I want to have fun. I want to date girls. I want to get a job, uh, have friends, play sports, uh, play video games. So these things come on, you know, they kind of cover up for now because you're still, you, you're still young. You have energy. You're, you know, but the questions were there, but they were kind of buried. So buried. So, um, but then at the age, but I always thought that there was something lacking in me. It was like, I don't feel like solid. I don't feel uh, like anchored and, and something is, is lacking. So, and then what happened is, I think I was about 25 years old of age. So a bit, a bit younger. And this colleague of mine, she gave me a book by Stephen Covey. He wrote in the personal development uh, niche, I could say. And it was one of the first times I kind of connected with somebody else asking questions as well. And one of the questions he had in his book, um, which was uh, The Seven Habits of uh, Highly Successful People, is, um, what was it again? Seek to understand before being understood or before seeking to be understood. And I, I remember I had a visual of me going to work in whatever public transportation. It's like, hmm, that's interesting. So that kind of started a new... Uh, you know, my, so I had questions as a child, but now as an adult, it, it was a new uh, journey that started. I guess it never stopped really, but it was a new chapter that opened up, which was questioning. Um, and then from that day on, I, uh, many things happened in terms of uh, books, reading books, uh, gaining awareness, but it was very gradual. Like it was not from, you know, if, it wasn't easy, it wasn't straightforward. But I was happy, I mean, relatively happy, still with that feeling of something is lacking. Uh, so I had a, started my career, you know, went to school. Uh, we had a family business, but that didn't go well. There was, a, there was a kind of a shock there as well, emotional baggage that kind of got added. And um, eventually went to university, you know, studied in finance, got a job there, you know, started going in the corporate world and all that. But then I started getting these, these hints that it's not, it's not going to go well. Um, so I started working for two years at a time. So I would get a job in finance, either it's banking or something related to that. And then after two years, uh, a couple of times it just didn't work out with the employer, but then I would stop. And I was happy, like, hey, this, this is a good life. You know, I was living at my parents' place. This is a good life, you know. We have a pool. People come over in, in summer. It's a party, you know. But something was was happening because it's not it's not not that it's not normal, but it, unless it's intentional and it's 
clearly a strategy I'm using. Why am I not able to maintain sustain a job for more than two years, right? Um, so yeah, so that happens a few times for a few. And then I started taking more time off, uh, and I was living by you know by my by my own at that time. I had an apartment and all that, and then it kind of went backwards. So I had to go back because. Looking at it now in retrospect, I didn't do the right things. I'm not blaming myself because there's no way I would have known, but things were not addressed. So whether my mind doesn't like it or likes it, it's too bad. Life has a certain way, and, and if you don't address things, you're not clear about things, they're going to catch up. They're somehow either you're going to get a health issue or I really and I see it clearly, it's going to catch up. So that's when the, the journey became very intense. Um, so basically, uh, I guess the other chapter was my last corporate job, where, which was at a bank. Um, and I always had, I always had a lot of fun with a few colleagues that I connected with. And my fun was like, this job is boring. So let's have like some, some really crazy fun. I would make like silly jokes and stuff like that and just close the office door and just laugh and for me, it was like a relief. I, I wanted out of there. I, just, <laughs> I mean, they continued on the path, but they, they felt it fun. But for me, it was much more liberation. Um, so then the last job was um, as a, you know, banking and all that. And I just wanted out. I just, and, and the last time, I remember one of the last conversations I've had with my boss was uh, at the time I was replacing two other people. So I was doing my job. I was in commercial financing. Then one person quit, and another person took a leave of absence. So I was doing the job of three people. And I always knew I was going to leave one day. It's kind of these things I, was, I knew I was going to leave someday. So that was like the opportunity. And then I started having issues, trouble coming to work. I had a anxiety, and I was feeling overwhelmed. A lot of work was piling up and all that. Then I went to see my boss. I told him, listen, I'm doing the job for three people. You know? And he was he was great boss. Just He's an employee. I mean, it's, he, can't, he doesn't have control over the, the, the whatever, you know, how things work. Um, and I go, I'm doing a job of three people. Uh, you know, how about I get paid for three people, you know? So he goes to me, well, you know, if you look at your job description, it, it says uh, you will do whatever comes with the job, and this comes with the job, replacing other people. And that kind of was like, okay, I'm, I'm not signing up for this. This is not what I signed up. I don't, I don't like this. Uh, so I guess the rebellion, I think that was a health rebellion. It's just uh, a conscious choice of saying, this doesn't work for me. I don't like this contract. <laughs> um, my time is very valuable. So, um, yeah, so I quit. Um, and that's where the intense journey started. So I was still living alone. I quit, and I, and I was taking a lot of seminars at the time of, um, you know, starting a business, creating joint ventures between other businesses, a lot of creative marketing and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, it's going to be easy peasy. I'm just going to do transition and make millions. And, and um, you know, and that's a, a bit of the persona as well, right? So making a lot of money is the, is the solution, right? Liberation. Um, yeah, so I did that. I quit. Circling back to that, you know, corporate journey, graduating from college, master, you know, going into a finance role. Um, do you feel that that was prescribed to you? That that was sort of the route you should go? Not necessarily by your parents, or it could have been by your parents, but perhaps 
that was the best thing you could do for yourself. Yes. So, yeah, good question. So, basically, my, my thinking was, I remember very well, I was uh, with my brother, and I didn't know what to, what to apply to. I mean, I had good grades. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure how you call it here. It's called CJEP. It's different. But you have high school, which ends at, um, well, around 15, and then you have something else. Anyways, I think it's 15. So, I, I was like, uh, my brother, I'm like, I don't know what, what to do. He goes to me, you know, go in business. It's, it's all, I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> and um, it was a time where he had a business and I was uh, actively helping him out. So I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. Uh, then when I was in business school, I was looking at marketing, but I thought it was very boring, a lot of boring presentations. And I don't know, it wasn't, for me, marketing is a live thing. It's, it's, it's communication, it's, it's creativity. It was very boring. I'm like, ah. Uh, I looked at finance. I'm like, finance looks very credible. So that's interesting, right? So I took the highest thing um, that I thought. I don't think it was more. I think it was real. I, I thought that was more credible. Um, and I, I don't regret it, but I, I definitely it was not a match for who I am. But again, who am I? That it's, it's just very hard to say. But it was for me, I, it looked like it's something that I could use. And I, and I use it, of course, up to until today. You feel that you're the only one or one of the very few that couldn't fit the prescribed plan. What's oh, yeah, yeah, big, oh, big time, big time. Yeah, it, it was, and but it, the force was too strong for me that I was willing to suffer the consequences. It was more painful to me to stay in the, in the rut, you know, to accept the matrix. If we want to go use big words, but it is, I really think it is. The matrix is like a big dream of, um, you know, the whole um, mechanism of how things work, right? You, uh, you go to school, you learn things so that you could produce and, and you know, whatever, just go in a machine and, and produce, right? So, um, so, yeah, definitely I think I, I felt like an outsider from that point of view, for sure, because... Most people, even though they understand what you're saying, if you have a you know if you have a very candid conversation with someone, they would get what you're saying, like the freedom and seeing how you don't need all this thing that you're working for. It's not necessary. You could you know be very happy with less. A lot of people would, and already that's that's a good step. They would understand that. Um, but for me, it was much more. It, it was urgent. I had to do take that route. I didn't have a choice. For me, it was, there was no choice. I, I'm not doing that route. I'm not taking that route. And I guess I was almost willing to die for it. It's, I never thought about it that way, but it was like, no. I mean, I mean, luckily, I had family support, so I'm not, I don't know how I would react if I'm on the street. Definitely, I'll find a more short-term way of making a living, but I don't think it will go away, the, that feeling of just total freedom. Um, not just from the outside, but it starts from freedom, from freedom in, inside of me. Do you think, you mentioned the Matrix, do you really think it's the Matrix, or do you think it's the Western culture? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, 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 that's what I'm saying, it's, it's uh, um, I think it's, it's like the same for me, meaning that the mind took over and created all these concepts of success, happiness, uh, uh, um, ambition, uh, not feeling for the other, just Every day you go to war, you go to battle, um, you know, money is the answer, um, you know, making millions is, 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 is the way to go. Not that it's wrong. I'm not saying anything of these things are wrong. I'm just saying they are not the answer for happiness, according to 
lot of spiritual teachers and what I've discovered for myself, they're not the answer. So, yeah, so I think the matrix or, or the way, um, I think the Western world gave a lot of importance to the mind. You know, the I think it was Descartes that said, um, I, uh, I think, therefore I am. I understand what he's saying, but to me that's insane. Uh, to me is, what if you go in meditation and you have no thoughts? You don't exist anymore? You know? So for me, it's like, no, I am, therefore I think. So that's what I'm saying uh, when you ask me, do, do you, you know, do you have any, um, are you lost about who you are? It's becoming more and more clear to me that um, I'm none of these things that um, my mind says. There's something else that's deeper, that's just a, a life, pre life itself is present in me. And that's who I am. That's like the, the, the foundation of who I am. I could add things to them, but the suffering happens when I cling to these things and I think that I am these things, right? I am this thing I'm working on, this project. I am the result. So if the result doesn't come, then I'm miserable because it's me that I'm, you know? And that's all, the more I get clarity, the more I see that's, that's really the only... The only um, outcome of that way of living is suffering because it's 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 not that that has to be changed on the microscopic level it's more that the whole thinking is wrong the whole approach is wrong according according to me i i'm i'm gonna disagree with the suffering just because i think that in order to seek your authentic self there's no reason to feel that you need to suffer perhaps there is a level of compromise and readjustment which could be painful but the reason you're seeking a better version of yourself is to be happier, to not suffer. Um, of course, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't. Uh, I don't think we have to suffer to find freedom. Um, but I think it's the case for a lot of people. It, it was to me, anyways. But I mean, if somebody could see the truth and just skip to that, it's wow. Kudos to them. That's amazing. If, if you could um, go from um, just go from well, I mean, if you're not happy, somewhere you're suffering, I think. So to go straight to seeing everything clearly and, and saying, okay, well, now I, I have no path. I'm directly, that's what enlightenment is to me. People just have something that happens to them and they don't go through suffering. They just skip to that state where everything's clear and there's no suffering. So one question and then, um, well, actually two questions, I apologize. One is, do you think you have broken the matrix for yourself? Honestly, I, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I think that I see it uh, very clearly. And there are moments where I, I fall for it, meaning, um, uh, an example, the, 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 the rat, you know, what we call the rat race, right? It comes, it, sometimes it still comes to me. It's like, hey, I'm here, hello. <laughs> Run after this. Look at this, how beautiful it is. Go after this. If you get this, you'll be so happy. You are going to be thrilled. If you just reach this one goal, then you're, you get there and you're like, oh, okay. But I'm still the same inside of me, whether it was, that was good or not. But then, oh, well, not this next thing. If you get there, and for me, that's part of the matrix, is, uh, is this whole uh, conceptual um, thinking and, and you know and you, could, and you could create anything as a concept you could say anything you could convince people of anything 
You know, if you go to the moon, you'll be enlightened. Okay, sure, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you could create anything. If, if you don't have clarity on life, you could just, and, and I think that's where we get stuck. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a blessing. Uh, I really i am very grateful for uh, having some kind of awareness and also having met uh, either, either personally or, or uh, virtually some people that helped me in, in um, you know, in seeing clearly. But I could say that, yeah, I, I, um, I see it more and more clearly. And I think I'm, I'm um, you know, I won't be arrogant to say I'm, I'm free of it completely, but I, most of the time I think I am. To me, anyway, if I had to make a distinction that there's nothing wrong with action, there's nothing wrong with doing stuff that we want to do. It's not like, because then it becomes repression. Oh, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit home and meditate the whole day. <laughs> Fine. If that's a really natural uh, thing that's coming, awesome. But if it's more because now I want to, because now you're going from one matrix to, I don't know if it's the matrix, to another ideology. So you're still stuck in ideas and the mind forcing you to, um, to, uh, to conform to something, right? So, um, so, so to me, the, the, the running, um, again, n- nothing wrong with physically. Sometimes you have an appointment, you got to run. Physically, you got to go faster. You know, that's, that's fine. But it's just the state of the state in which you are. I think that's that's what it is, and um, that freedom, that's that safe space, is inside of us. I think, and, and and I've discovered inside of me. I don't I don't look to run anymore. It's not it's not like um, because it's it's. I mean, no wonder we're stressed if we want to run every day. We're we're not made to do that every day because, you know, what what we call uh, you know. Normal is basically we're triggering a lot of chemicals in our body that are there just for real survival situations. You know, you're supposed to feel like that when you have when you're faced with a lion or with with a life-threatening situation. Not when you're going to work every day. That's that's like being on over, um, you know, revving your engine too high for all the time. Of course, you're going to break down. It's just not made to do that. You're supposed to enjoy life and be in peace and, and, and do things whether they work or they don't work and deal with, with what life really is. And it's not what we make of it in our mind. Now that you're working on this better version of yourself, where are you? I know you're coaching. Tell me a little bit about that. I guess I could call it transformational spiritual coaching. Uh, basically I, I, I help people take that path of awareness and my goal is for them to see for themselves what is happening, not for them to learn something from me and then mechanically repeat it. It's, that's another way of, again, getting lost. You know, my, my goal is, is to help them see something that now is theirs. Once they see it, once, once you have clarity, it's yours. You could, the next day you say, I see it. I still see why I'm suffering. I still see that I'm in the matrix. Or I still see that when this person comes up, I get triggered. And now I know why. And I'm in peace with it. And then you kind of take that path. So, um, yeah, so I have a website. Um, and, uh, you know, for any listeners, I have, I offer free consultation. So all this is on my website, which is um, naturalhigh.me. So uh, high, dot me, M-E. Thank you so much, Carol. I really appreciate it. I really value you sharing your story. I think it's a very unique one. And I think just the gift of actually seeing you evolved and you no longer mm-hmm. running and, and getting to know that you are working on yourself and have done so such great things because 
uh, I find relevant what you're stating. And so I want to thank you for your time um, and energy as well. You're welcome. I'm, I'm very happy to be here and I'm always glad to share. And you've been, uh, you've been wonderful. That's it, folks. Maybe this is how it starts for you, I, and anyone else in our journey. Hope you like this content. Please follow, download, and share. Hope you had a great one. See you next time.